morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Wednesday, August 23rd. On this date in 1775, Britain's King George III had some harsh words for the American colonies. He proclaimed them to be in a state of, quote, open and avowed rebellion. Those colonies stayed in that state of rebellion until the next year when the United States of America came into being. And here is a little trivia question for your Wednesday. Actress Barbara Eden, who played the genie in the TV series I Dream of Genie, is celebrating a birthday today. Who played Eden's love interest in the series? I'll have that answer coming up. But first, let's see what today's forecast has in store. We'll head over to the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center. And good morning to you, meteorologist Joey Sovine here. Getting the kids off to school this morning. Take the umbrellas just in case. A couple of isolated showers possible early today as a cold front moves through. 83 at lunchtime. Much more comfortable than recent days. Warm but not as hot. And less humidity arriving as we go through this morning. So overall shaping up to be a very nice day. Highs in the mid to upper 80s this afternoon. Some clouds early. They'll clear out. We'll have sunshine this afternoon. Tomorrow around 90 degrees. We'll be up in the mid-90s again, though, Friday and Saturday, heating back up with a few showers and storms late in the day, both Saturday and Sunday. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast, powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. Wilson County students are heading back to the classroom. The back to school hotline is now open. If you've got any questions about the big day today, district staff members will be answering your calls from parents and families, and they'll be providing all of them with assistance and information that'll help that process of going back to school as smooth as possible. They tell us the hotline is open daily and it'll run through Friday from 8 in the morning until 4.30 in the afternoon. That number is right there on your screen. It's 843-444-5417. Nearly two years after a church on James Island was destroyed in a devastating fire, they're holding a community event to celebrate getting a new steeple installed. In September of 2021, Fort Johnson Baptist Church on Camp Road went up in flames. The steeple collapsed into the sanctuary, and Pastor Marty Middleton says not only the fire, but also the smoke and water from putting out that fire destroyed that building and the classrooms behind it. Today, the steeple is getting installed on top of the sanctuary building that's still under construction. Now, Middleton says the whole story has come full circle since the steeple was what first caught fire after it was struck by lightning. The steeple is being raised throughout the day today, and then tonight we'll, as hopefully everything will be on the roof, um, and we'll be able to see and celebrate what God's done over the past two years. A lot of times you go through a hard time, um, and it, it can be difficult, but we want to look and focus on the positive things that have happened. The sanctuary reconstruction is set to wrap up in October or November of this year. The new classrooms are now finished, and preschoolers will get to enjoy the new facilities when school starts there next week. The steeple celebration at the church begins at 6.30 tonight. There will be music, snow cones, bounce castles, a slideshow with pictures of the reconstruction process, and more. For nearly 200 townhomes in Berkeley County have hit a roadblock. Last night, the Planning Commission voted not to approve that development. The developer, American Star, had proposed building the homes near the intersection of Highway 17A and Cypress Gardens Road in Monk's Corner. This plan sparked concern from the community, who claimed the development would have a negative impact on traffic and schools. It's little things everywhere that we have to deal with because the county is not doing anything to fix it before they're building something different. And we did reach out to American Star about the concerns being brought up. 
They say the development is, quote, consistent with the county's comprehensive plan and surrounding zoning and will have insignificant impacts on the county's infrastructure. This isn't the end of the road for the development, though. The commission recommended American Star move forward with its application process, which can be revisited at the Land Use Committee meeting on September 11th. Today is the first day of school in Charleston County, and there are about 55 classroom vacancies in the school district as the teacher shortage continues in South Carolina. But the district is hopeful that the number will decrease with some new incentives put in place. Our Destiny Kennedy is on James Island at Harborview Elementary School with more details on what the district is doing to help with the teacher shortage. Good morning, Destiny. Good morning, Katie and Shelby. With almost 500 teachers hired, officials hope with the salary increase and incentives that that 555 classroom vacancy could have been a lot higher. This school year, teachers can look forward to a $5,000 salary increase as well as paid parental leave. Back in May, Governor Henry McMaster signed into law to allow school employees across South Carolina to qualify for up to six weeks of paid parental leave so they do not have to dip into the vacation or sick days. Charleston County School District recruiters are persistent in finding candidates. This includes people looking as well as college students who are graduating soon. Chief of HR at Charleston County School District, William Briggs, says while they continue to recruit, they have a plan in the meantime to fill classroom vacancies. Vacancy that is not going to be covered by one of our new hire teachers. We are certainly looking at other options like substitute teachers who are certified. If there's some type of certified academic coach in the building to help cover. And in some cases, we do a course overload where for example, a math teacher might be willing to take on another period of math. Briggs hopes that the salary increase will allow for teachers to be able to afford to live in Charleston, as well as encourage the younger generation to choose education as a career. Reporting live in James Island, Destiny Kennedy, Live 5 News. Thank you, Destiny. The Lowcountry Rapid Transit Project is expected to shake up traffic flow and transportation in our area for the better once that route is complete. The Berkeley Charleston Dorchester Council of Governments is sharing new updates on the status of the project and hearing feedback from members of the community. Emily Johnson tells us about the latest developments. The new location for the park and ride location will be here at the Exchange Park Fairgrounds in Ladson, which is where the Low Country Rapid Transit lines end. The more than 21-mile transit plan is to connect downtown Charleston to the Exchange Park Fairgrounds, where parking for 280 cars will be available. The Berkeley-Charleston-Dorchester County of Governments say the location of the park and ride system will be a quick and convenient station for those traveling from surrounding areas to downtown. Town. The park and ride location was adjusted from the northern end line of downtown Somerville to the Exchange Park. With transit lines ending in Ladson in the current plan, some community members are asking for the routes to be extended to Somerville. We continue to feel that it's extremely important that this system connect all the way to Somerville and Lincolnville. Pilar, there are 100,000 more houses approved for Berkeley and Dorchester County. 
and the idea that people can drive five or six miles and then get on a transit line, we just don't think that's optimal. It's certainly progress and it certainly will be an improvement. The Lowcountry Rapid Transit is currently at the halfway mark of the 12-year plan. Construction is set to begin in 2026. In Latson, Emily Johnson, Live 5 News. The Charleston County School District says they're starting off the school year with most bus routes covered. And with all of those buses hitting the road today, officials want you to do your part to stay safe and keep those students safe. Our traffic anchor Alicia Van Wimberly joins us now to explain some of the rules of the road to start the school year off and a new violation that you need to look out for. Alicia Vaughn. And ladies, good morning. Well, buses are back on the roads and the district wants drivers to keep these rules at the top of their minds. According to officials this year, CCSD and the South Carolina Highway Patrol are partnering up with the program they're calling the Stop Arm Violation. Whenever a driver has a violation of failing to stop for a school bus, it's documented and sent to Highway Patrol. South Carolina Highway Patrol then works on enforcement in the area. Along with this new program, the Highway Patrol is a allowed to issue a citation off of video footage. That means, yes, some buses do have cameras. It is required by law that you come to a complete stop when the stop sign of a bus is deployed. When it comes to the rules, first student senior location manager Gary Reese says it's the side of the median you're on that matters. If it's a divided highway with there's a, a grass median uh, and then those ones do not. It's the ones where it's not a divided road. Uh, where those traffic stops have to occur. As for CCSD, their rule of thumb is 15 minutes. If a bus is running more than 15 minutes late, first student sends an alert to let parents or students know and what the reason may be, and then to follow what the plan of coverage is for that particular route. Ladies, back to you. Some good info there, Alicia, but thank you. An app made to give parents peace of mind that their children are getting to and from school safely is causing a bit of a headache. Parents in Berkeley County School District are reporting some issues with the MyRind360 app. Now, that was introduced as a one-stop shop for everything from tracking bus routes, drop-off locations, and estimated arrival times. But after the first day of school, parents stick to social media to detail their frustrations with the app. One parent said the app was so messed up, her daughter missed the bus. Several parents have reached out to the Berkeley County School District for some answers, and the district did release a statement that reads in part, BCSD is aware of the broad challenges related to the GPS component of MyRide360. The vendor has been contacted and assistance requested. The district went on to say, unfortunately, local school district transportation offices are unable to address the functionality component of the app directly, but our transportation leadership is working with the vendor to address the issue. At the top of the show, I told you that I Dream of Jeannie's Barbara Eden is celebrating a birthday. She's 92 today. In that TV series, an astronaut found Jeannie's bottle on a beach on a deserted island in the South Pacific. The astronaut, Tony Nelson, was played by actor Larry Hagman, who'd gain even more fame playing J.R. Ewing in Dallas. Also celebrating birthdays this Wednesday, actress Vera Miles from Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho is 93. Actress Shelley Long from Cheers is 74. Actor-singer Rick Springfield is 74. Actor Jay Moore is 53. And actor Scott Can turns 47. Thank you again for joining us for Morning Y'all from Live 5 News. I'm Katie Kamen. Hope those Charleston County kids have a great first day of school. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. 
Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.